Let's be honest, life can be tough sometimes. We have dreams, goals, and expectations, and it always seems, without fail, that something will come up and try to put a stop to all of that. In this podcast, we will address all the hurdles life likes to throw our way to kill our dreams and goals. And what we pray you'll get out of this is no matter what obstacles come your way, keep hope. Well, hello, hello, friends. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Keeping Hope podcast. Hey, it has been a busy week for us here in the McPherson household. Uh, So we are actually bringing you another uh, episode from our previous podcast, Life in Rhythm. Um, It's still within the topic of listening for God's voice. And uh, in this episode, which used to be the very first episode of this podcast when it was Life in Rhythm, uh, is all about just prayer. And prayer is a huge part of listening for God's voice. And um, you heard us talk about it in the last episode that when it comes to hearing God's voice, sometimes what it means is uh, not not just making requests to God, but being in conversation with God and being in relationship with God. And sometimes that means you speak. And that also means sometimes you just pause to listen. So you'll hear Melissa and I talk about that in this episode as we bring you another throwback um, for this week. But then we will get back with you next week with Keeping Hope. Till then, keep hope. One of the biggest questions that a lot of people have, and you might be a believer and this might be a no-brainer answer to you, but in case we got people listening that they're not very uh, religious, they don't really claim any kind of religion whatsoever, we wanted to answer the question, what is prayer? So uh, let me turn it over to my beautiful bride and see if she wants to answer that question. Yeah, thank you. So prayer is a conversation between you and God the Father. And so a follow-up question to that we, ha- that we have is, why is prayer so important? Yeah, I just love the way that you even said that, babe, that prayer is nothing more than just a simple conversation between you and God the Father. Um, I think that people can maybe make it more complicated than that. Uh, but in the same way that you and I are having a conversation with each other and, you know, we have an audience that's going to be listening to this, that's really all it comes down to mm-hmm. uh, because we have a God that is a father figure. So he wants to hear from us. He wants to know about our day. He wants to know about our needs and our struggles. He wants to hear about our victories. And the crazy part is it's not like he doesn't already know those things anyways. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the way that I like to picture it is it's like the same way that um, I see Micah experiencing life right now. Like, I know about her day. I know the ups and downs, all of her little cries as she does, uh, even her little fake tears. But as she gets older, I can't wait for the day where uh, even though I know what's going on in Micah's life, she just wants to come and have that conversation with me and tell me in full excitement about the day that she had, you know, uh, when she's in school and even in kindergarten or uh, preschool or whatever it is, and she's drawing pictures and she's coming home just fully excited about this picture that she has drawn. I can't wait to just celebrate with her and be like, man, Micah, that's so amazing. I can't believe how talented you are, how beautiful this picture turned out. And that's really all that prayer is, is just us coming up to God the Father and saying, hey, I'm really ticked off about this. Why would you allow this to happen? Or God, man, thank you for being who you are and thank you for 
man, just the way that you've blessed me uh, in this moment. Again, God knows all those things, but man, he just wants to be in relationship with us and he wants to hear us talk about those things as well. And I just love the fact that our God is a father figure because just that those those titles alone, God and Father, it tells us two things. What it tells us is one, God is big enough that he holds the universe in the palm of his hand. But because he is a father, he is intimate enough to know us personally and on a deep level and wants to do life with us. So, I mean, you guys, in a nutshell, that's what prayer is. Again, I would say don't overcomplicate it as some people can, um, but just have that simple, easy conversation. Again, no matter what emotions they are, God just wants to hear from you. But the question then always comes, uh, well, when should you pray? Is there a proper time to pray? Is there a certain place that you should be praying? And uh, babe, what do you got for us? Yeah, so I love these two verses that talk about when we should pray. Um, in First Thessalonians 5.17, um, the CSB version, it says, pray constantly. And I love that because, um, you know, like we said earlier, there's no perfect way to pray. And there isn't like a t- specific time that you should pray. But I love in here that it just says to pray constantly, you know, whether that's in the car, on the way to work, in the shower, when something bad happens in your life and you just need to stop what you're doing right at that moment and just pray to God. It just is just incredible that we should just pray constantly. The second verse that I love um, that talks about when we should pray is Ephesians 6, 18 in NLT, and it says, Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Again, this just says pray at all times and on every occasion. And I love that it says specifically on every occasion because when we have good things happen in our life, we should be praying to God, thanking Him. Like if we get a job promotion, thank you, God, for helping me get promoted at my job or thank you God for bringing in the finances that we need to take care of our family and provide groceries and provide rent or our mortgage payments. But it's also, um, talks about, you know, obviously on the flip side of praying for every occasion, but in those bad times as well, you know, if we have someone who's in the hospital and who's sick, especially during this time of COVID-19, like we should be praying in those bad times when we, we are going through those struggles and through those hard times. So these are just two verses that I love that talks about when we should pray. And the basis and the foundation of all of this is to pray all the time, you know. Um, so yeah, that's just something that I really love about these two verses. So we'll go into our next question. Um, What happens if I don't see my prayers getting answered? And babe, do you want to answer that? Yeah, for me, I think that this is the most frustrating part about prayer. And I think that this might be the reason why people give up on it maybe a little too soon or all too easily. Um, And I even find myself giving up on prayer and uh, and just turning to uh, my own strength and my own abilities. Um, but it's frustrating because we're so used to an immediate feedback. You know, like I said, prayer is a conversation between you and God. So uh, with that mentality in mind, 
when I have a conversation with anybody, if I'm sitting across from you, Melissa, like I am right now, and you and I were to be having a conversation, when I'm done talking or I present my frustration or I ask you a question, I expect immediate response. Yeah, you do. (laughs) And, you know, uh, even when you don't respond to me right away, I'm just kind of like, did you hear me? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that we take that same attitude, especially in this microwave society that we live in where we expect things to happen uh, in an instant that we place that mentality and that expectation onto God. So I think what happens is we expect God to answer us immediately and audibly, where we hear like this amazing voice that sounds something like uh, Morgan Freeman just coming out of nowhere saying, well, here's the answer to your prayer, or this is the direction that you need to go, or this is the job that you need to pursue, or this is the person that you should be dating. And the reality is that when we don't get that immediate answer, it gets so frustrating. Frustrating, Like I already said, that's where people tend to just give up on it and go, man, well, if God, if you're not going to do anything, then, then I'm just going to go do my own thing. Um, so when we are in like a desperate need for an answer or we just want God to show up, it's hard to want to continue praying when we don't see our prayers getting answered. Uh, so what I would recommend and what I suggest, and, and guys, please know, um, when I make this suggestion, know that this is something that I'm even trying to take on the practice of myself. This isn't something that I do on a regular basis. Uh, this is something that I try to get started on doing, and I tend to fall away from it. So please know that I'm not saying, hey, you need to do this, and I expect you to do it perfectly you're not going to. Practice makes perfect. So it's just having that intentionality and making time to do this, having that accountability system as well. is going to be something that's going to be very beneficial and fruitful for you. But a great practice to uh, that I would recommend to overcoming that defeating concept of not seeing your prayers answered would be to write down your prayers and then go back through them on a regular basis and see how many times God actually did follow through and did answer those prayers. Because I think what happens is we we throw out these simple prayers. Um, we, we throw out these easy, what we assume to be easy answered problems. And we forget that we even asked for God to do anything about it. And we just continue on with our normal daily lives. And when God answers those prayers, because we have stored it in the back of our mind someplace, when God answers that, we don't even acknowledge or recognize the fact that he did answer that prayer, that he is alive and active, just as his word says that he is. So my recommendation is write it down, even if it is simple. Uh, You know, something like, hey, God, I just, man, just give me a good day today. I, I, I could really use a good day. Write that down. Write down, like, I ask God that, you know, just to give me a good day. And then at the end of the day, look back on all the different prayers that you wrote down and see if God followed through on any of them. And it may not be, he he may not follow on any of them, follow through on any of those that day. But again, because you're keeping a record of all the different prayers that you're just lifting up to God and asking him to be involved in your life, when he does, I think that it's more, it's more joyous of an occasion when you can look back and you can go, man, God really followed through on a lot of these things. And then all of a sudden, you're just giving this praise and worship back to God. Like, man, God, thank you for being intimately involved in my life. Um, one thing that Melissa and I actually just got done talking about, not uh, I think just last night even, is there's a journal that I've heard 
uh, people talk about that I've been wanting to get my hands on. And the reality is I probably will never get my hands on this journal uh, just because I'm starting to rely on my iPad for a lot more things. Um, but the the five-year journal, if you go look it up, we'll put the link to it in the show notes. But the five-year journal, I think um, it is a great, great tool just because, again, I was showing this to Melissa and she has heard about it before. But it's just the fact that this journal... Uh, it has all the days of the year on a page. And so let's say today's May 11th. So you look at May 11th and in the section you put down 2020 and you write down your prayers or maybe something that you're going through or maybe a victory that you've seen. And then as the year starts over, let's say 2021, you go back to January 1 and you go into the second slot and you put 2021 and you start going through and then what ends up happening is when you're done with this journal, you get to end up seeing uh, for five years, a five-year time span of everything that happened on May 11th from 2020 all the way to 2024, whatever that math is. And you can see how your life has progressed. And again, if you're using it for the sake of trying to see how God is working in your life, it's a great way of seeing uh, again, all the different ways that God has just shown up because every time that you hit a new day, especially once you get to that five-year mark, you get to see where you were five years prior to where you are today and just how God has been moving. So the five-year journal is a great way to do that uh, if you need a simple guideline. Um, if you're not, if you're like me, you're not good just journaling as it is anyways. So that would be my suggestion. You got anything, babe? Yeah, just to piggyback off of like writing prayers down, um, I recently did Craig Groeschel's Dangerous Prayers Bible Plan in the YouVersion Bible app, and he talks about, um, I think it's on the last day of the Bible plan, he talked about doing a prayer audit, and he tells you to think about what you've prayed for in the last seven days and write it down, whether it's on a piece of paper, in a notebook, in your journal, just write it down, and then ask yourself the questions. Do you remember everything you prayed for? What did you ask God for? Then he said to ask yourself, did God answer all my prayers? If he did answer all your prayers and he said yes to all them, how would the world be different? The world probably wouldn't be much different at all. And then he goes on to ask, are you praying safe prayers? Something like, Lord, give me a good day at work or a good day at home with the family. Or he challenges you to pray big, hairy, audacious prayers is what Stuart and I definitely like to call them in our household. Um, more something like, Lord, please help me be bold in sharing my faith with a coworker who's not a believer. Help me to step out and just be bold to talk to that person, share their story with me, share um, the love of God with them, and show um, them the love that they need. So I really love that. Um, Bible plan. I encourage you, if you struggle with your prayer life um, and just writing down your prayers and doing that prayer audit, um, it just really made me think about the way that I pray. And like Stuart said, are we praying for simple prayers or are we pay praying for more of the big, hairy, audacious prayers? Yeah, I think that's good. Um, I'm just, as you're saying that, I'm just reflecting on some things that, you know, we always launch into a new year with these new year resolutions, these goals. Um, and even right now, some of you, as you're listening to this, you're thinking uh, you've got some health goals, you've got some financial goals, you've got some family goals, 
you know, for Melissa and myself, we had this huge goal of paying off as much debt as quickly as we could uh, here in 2020. And I think God has just shown up in an amazing way uh, for us that I think my, my goal was safe. You know, even without Melissa and I even talking about how much debt we would pay off this year, I think I I asked God, man, God, can can we just pay off like five thousand dollars or something simple, something small like that? And uh, we were taking a trip down to New Mexico, and Melissa and I, for the first time, had that conversation about how we had similar goals, even though we never talked about it with each other. And I was like, yeah, I'm, you know, asking God to that we could pay off five thousand dollars or whatever it is. And she comes back, she's like, yeah, I asked God to like take care of all of our debt and I'm sitting there going <laughs> we got we have a car loan that we still have to get down with and we have like I think at the student time loans. student loans for sure but I think we also had like a credit card loan or something yeah. like that or a credit card debt um at the same time and I'm just sitting there going man not not that I'm doubting that God can do all that but I mean that that's a pretty hairy audacious goal right there and that's exactly how I wrote it down too is a big hairy audacious goal like a, a huge prayer goal for the year yeah and so here we are you know May 11th and I'm just reflecting on this as you're talking about this babe about these big hairy audacious prayers I'm like after all is said and done, I, I think when we started the year, how much car debt did we still have? Uh, maybe five or six grand, maybe up to eight grand, I think. Yeah, so somewhere between, let's say, six to $8,000 and then $1,000 on a credit card. Yeah, something like that. 1000 or 2000 And then student loans was like 2000 like not 2000 like 20000 22000 something yeah. like that. So, you know, we're not talking about any small... Uh, debt like that's pretty significant especially for you know the income that we're bringing in right now but then I'm looking back on it and again we we just gave this up to the Lord it's like well if you, if the goal is going to be if the prayer is going to be God take care of all the debt you know who's to say that he can't and within like four months or three months of that because of tax returns and whatever else all we have left is the car, or not the car, the, the student loans. Yeah, yeah. So we're, you're talking about like a third of the debt that we had is completely covered. And the prayer that I had of, oh, yeah, God, you know, take care of like 5000 in the year 2020. God's <laughs> like, you're, I'll say you're 5000 I'll raise you like another He's laughing three or five. You. <laughs> I know. So, but I, I think that's the point that you're making, I think, is just so good that I think, again, we have a tendency, especially those of us who live in America, of this blue collar, make it happen, Nike, just do it mentality of we make things happen on our own. So when we do pray, we ask God for, we ask these safe prayers of, man, just got to just keep me healthy, which that's not really a safe prayer right now with COVID. But, um, you know, that that is a big thing. But um, it's crazy that when we're willing to trust the all, our almighty God with big, mighty problems uh, and saying, hey, God, I can't do this, but I know that you can because you're the creator of the universe. It is crazy how he'll show up. And, and again, talk about journaling it down and writing it down someplace. Man, again, just you talking about this, babe, is just making me think back on that conversation and how God has shown up in a mighty, mighty way. So, yeah, you guys, I can't, I can't stress that enough write it down, you know, get crazy about it. What are some of the things that you know that only God could handle that if you tried to do it on your own, you would just get completely 
drained of energy uh, just trying to muscle through it. So that was good, babe. I love that. So um, with this podcast, you know, we talked about the three main concepts of what we want to focus on with faith, family, and fitness. And uh, we kind of want to transition this topic of prayer now into a little bit more of uh, a little a little bit of a family practice and kind of how a little bit more of our own practice um, when it comes to our prayer life and everything. So that being said, baby, how how do you include, or how should people include the family, their family, and the practice of praying? Um, yeah. So I think that there's a lot of things that you can do to include your family in praying. Um, you know, I don't think that there's like a cookie cutter way of doing it. You just got to start doing it. You know, Stuart and I had a goal starting in 2020 to start praying with each other um, before we go to sleep, whether that's both of us praying or one of us praying over, you know, us as a family. And um, that, you know, that's just one thing that you can do is pray together with your spouse. If you're married, if you're not married, you know, pray for your family pray for yourself, you know, as you're single or if you're dating someone, pray for that significant other Um, and then if you have kids, you know, pray for your kids. Um, they are God's children. Um, and not only can you pray for them, but you can include them in your prayers, um, which kind of transitions into our next question as to when should we start teaching our kids to pray? Um, so I'll let Stuart talk a little bit about this first before I chime in with my little two cents of advice with that. (laughs) Yeah. I, I don't think that there's ever a wrong time to start. I think that if you're wanting to get the family involved, even your kids, you know, uh, we've got a one-year-old girl, um, and we've started the practice now, and she has no concept whatsoever of what it is that we're doing, but we're just kind of teaching her the, the rhythm to our family life, that prayer is going to be a key, key component to who the McPherson clan is. Like, we're going to rely on God for everything. Um, You know, we're trying to teach her that we have a God who, again, as we talked about earlier, is so mighty that he holds the universe in the palm of his hand, but he's so intimate that he wants to have that personal relationship with her, with with us as a family. So I don't think that there's a wrong time to start, Um, but I think that just establishing if you're wanting to establish prayer as part of the rhythm of your family, you have to just start. And it may feel awkward at first. It may be totally weird. You might not know what to say. And it might totally start with just, uh, God, just, uh, I don't know, bless this family. Uh, let us have a good night's sleep. Let the food be a nourishment to our bodies, which, to be fair, that really does sound like the majority of our prayers right now anyways. But, um, you know, it is it is awesome though that as you're starting to build this in as a rhythm to your life and and you start thinking about more of like man if i'm going to be praying and if i'm wanting to teach my kids how to pray what is it that i really want god to do in their life what do i want for them as they get older so i've even started building the practice of when i look at micah or i'm holding micah i just start thinking like man what would god want for this little girl and uh, I think one of the more common prayers now that I've been praying, not only for her, but for us as a family, is, God, make us a force to be reckoned with when it comes to advancing your kingdom. That when people see uh, the McPherson family, 
that we just show Jesus off to the world. And uh, I I think even the other night I was saying, man, God, and and the way that we do that is how we, by, I hope people see Jesus uh, in the McPherson clan by how we love each other, by how we argue with each other, how we fight fair with each other, how we reconcile with each other. And uh, just looking at that concept and and asking that same thing for Micah growing up, I've, I've been sitting there praying, God, make Micah a force to reckon with that as she gets older and she gets to know who you are, that she falls in love with you and that she turns the world upside down. I mean, we we tend to sit there and think that God can't do mighty things with one in a, one one person, right? And we all do this. We also think, oh, well, I'm just one person. What can God do with me? Uh, well, David defeated a giant because of God and... Uh, you know, I, I'm thinking like what Jesus' disciples did. They turned the world upside down. You're talking about 11 of them plus one add-on addition after Judas got the whole church movement up and going. Like really, God can do extraordinary things through ordinary people. And that's just kind of been a prayer uh, as of late for me when it comes to Micah. So starting, like when do you start teaching your kids and, and all that kind of stuff? Man, you if you really want it to be a part of who you guys are and your family traditions and your rhythm and everything, you just start. Yeah, I completely agree. I don't think there's a specific age to start teaching your kids how to pray. Um, I have memories of praying with my parents at a very young age, and um, I don't know how they started or what age they started praying with me and my siblings, but I just I have memories of it. And um, one of the things that my parents always did with me is, um, and my siblings at the end of our prayer, we'd always say, don't let the bed bugs bite, keep us safe till morning in Jesus name. Amen. And that was just something that stuck with me throughout all these years that I really wanted to do with Micah as well and kind of carry on through that family tradition and into our family of traditions um, you know, it's part of our, our bedtime routine with Micah. You know, we read our Bible story, we read some books, and then we pray together as a family. And, you know, like Stuart said, <laughs> the prayers are different every night. Sometimes we're praying that, you know, she ate good or she pooped or she learned something new or Stout <laughs> kissed her in the face and just all this random stuff and just prayed for just a good day. And, you know, that that ending is just something so sweet to us. And she has, you know, caught on to it. She may not understand what we're praying about, what prayer is, but that ending of the prayer, every time we say it, we say it together, Stuart and I, and she just gets a huge smile on her face and just giggles. And it's just something so sweet um, to see. And it's just something so... Um, I don't know. I was just so excited to see it. And when I started it um, with her when she was, you know, a really young baby. Um, And I think that even um, praying before your meals is important to do with your kids. You know, again, it doesn't have to be at a certain age. Just do it. Just pray over your family's meal before you um, eat or, you know, something we used to do um, when Micah was in daycare before all this COVID stuff was, we would pray with her on the way to dropping her off at daycare and then, you know, pray with her on our way home, you know, to keep us safe on the drive and keep us alert while we're driving and keep all the other drivers around us safe. So again, there's no perfect time, no right age to start praying with your um, child. Just start doing it. Um, so going into our last question for the um, day. Um, so 
how do you establish a rhythm of prayer in your life? Um, so I know Stuart touched it on it a little bit. Um, for me personally, um, prayer, my prayer life has not been perfect. Um, you know, within the last year or so, so I've been really trying to be more intentional with it, whether it's writing it down, um, you know, talking to just God at any time of my day. You know, I realized that I don't need to be kneeling by my bed to pray, or I don't need to pray at a specific time of the day. I just need to pray to Him wherever I am, whether the news is good or bad, whether I'm having a good or bad day, I just need to pray. And just to get that rhythm of, you know, prayer in my life. Um, you know, as a family, I, like I mentioned earlier, we're trying to establish, you know, a rhythm of prayer in our lives. You know, um, even though Micah is only a year old and may not understand what prayer is, we wanted to start a rhythm of praying with her at a very young age. You know, like Stuart said, we want to be a force to be reckon with, if I said that right. Um, you know, we want to show God's love um, to other people and show them that um, they're loved by us as well. And so we've been very intentional with Micah, um, with our prayer, um, you know, before meals, before bedtime, all the things that I just mentioned and just getting in that rhythm as a family. Um, so I think for me, it's important to have a rhythm of prayer as an individual, as a mother, as a wife. Um, but you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you're, you know, not a mom, you're not a wife, you know, you may be single, um, you may be a widow. Um, it's really important for you to establish some type of rhythm of prayer in your life. Yeah, I think that's good. Um, as you were talking, I, I was just thinking, um, the disciples, disciples of Jesus sat there and at one point in time, they looked at Jesus and they just said, will you teach us to pray like how you pray? Which means, think about this, which means that Jesus had established a rhythm of talking to his heavenly father uh, on such a consistent basis that the disciples saw it, they acknowledged it, and, and it was so unique to them that they wanted to be taught how to do it, how Jesus did. And uh, it actually took me to Matthew 6, um, where Jesus addresses even the topic of prayer and fasting. And I I'm just going to go ahead and read it, just because I think it's good, especially with the topic that we're talking on. Uh, but Jesus says this. He says, When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on the street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. He says, I tell you the truth, that... Uh, that is all the re the reward they will ever get. Meaning, uh, while we're sitting here, what we were talking about at the very beginning of this podcast of what happens when I don't hear my my prayers answered or my, are not seeing my prayers answered, Jesus is saying, like, man, let me tell you what you don't do when it comes to establishing a rhythm of prayer. Uh, don't be out in public showboating your prayer life because then people are going to look at you yeah. and they're going to say, man, that person is so holy. Look how look how loud they pray. Listen to how many words they use, how many thighs and thous and arts and farts and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and and that's going to be their reward is the fact that people, people are lifting them up in praise. And Jesus is saying, don't be like those people because prayer is an intimate thing between you and God. It's not supposed to be something that you flaunt. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean that you can't ever pray in public? No. I think that if you're going to uh, pray before a meal, man, be bold about it. Uh, 
we, we have not been called to be ashamed of the gospel, but to live out our faith with boldness. So yeah, you pray, but you're not sitting in there in the middle of the restaurant uh, throwing out all those holy words or anything. Again, it's an intimate thing. Pray with you and your family over your meal. Be the example. Be the light into the world that Jesus called us to be. But don't aim for people's applaud and approval. Uh, you're, you're asking God to be a part of your life. So anyways, Jesus continues on. He says, but when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you and pray to your father in private. Then your father who sees everything will reward you. Again, God's the one that does rewarding. If, you want, if you're seeking the praise of men, then you also have to receive their, their criticism and their ridicule. So receive and look for the praise of God. Again, continuing on, Jesus says, when you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. They think that their prayers are answered merely by repeating the words again and again. Don't be like them, for your Father knows exactly what you need even before you ask Him. You guys, get real with God. Don't try to betray yourself as some goody-two-shoes that has his act together. He knows how jacked up, messed up, broken you are, and He still loves you anyway. So get real with Him. So this is where Jesus then goes into the example, the, answering the question of the disciples. Man, how do we pray like you do? And Jesus says, pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. Meaning, man, God is the holiest of holies. He is set apart. He's different than all the different gods, all the different idols in that time and in our time. So set him apart. Remind yourself of who he is. He is the holy God. Uh, he's our Father. He's in heaven. And then he says, may your kingdom come soon. And that should be the prayer of every single one of us. That as followers of Jesus, our prayer should be that God's kingdom would be made real on this earth, that we live kingdom down, not culture up. And he says, may your will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need. And you can even translate that out to God, just give us the needs that we need for this day. And you think back to the Exodus, the wilderness wanderings, um, God gave them manna, food for the day. He was providing for what they needed for the day. And he even told them, do not store up for tomorrow. And what you see the evidence uh, when people disobeyed and they did that, the food that they stored up thinking that they weren't going to be provided for the next day, the food that they stored up that they were told not to do rotted away like it was gross. Just seek what it is that you need for that day. And then Jesus gets into the real nitty-gritty stuff that all of us hate because then he says, and forgive us our sins, which we always want from God. We want God to forgive us as we have forgiven those who sin against us. Man, if you're going to ask God to forgive you, you have to be a forgiver as well. And then uh, he concludes by saying, and don't lead us or don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. You guys, prayer is such a mighty, mighty weapon when it comes to the arsenal that God has given us. Again, we see the evidence of this life that it's broken, it's messed up, it hurts, it's painful, uh, it can leave you feeling cold and lonely, and yet God has established a form of communication, a connection to Him in the form of prayer, and He's wanting you to use that, but not for selfish gain and for uh, uh, self uh, uh not assurance, but self-focus and selfishness, but for the sake of being able to advance his kingdom, 
being able to hold on to him in your times of need, knowing that he cares for you more than you care for yourself, and being able to point people to him. And, uh, you know, going back to what the question was, like, how do you establish a rhythm of prayer in your own life? Man, again, I already said it, you have to just start and be okay with messing up and having to start over again. And maybe you missed a couple days and you need to pick it back up or, or whatever it is, but you need to just start. Like you need to choose. You have to choose and set it up in, in your mind and your mentality that, man, you are going to do this, that you're going to make God the priority of your life. Maybe it's something as simple as as soon as that alarm goes off in the morning, um, instead of grab, reaching for the phone and seeing what's going on on social media or whatever, maybe you just choose just to sit there in the silence for another five minutes and just spend time with God going, all right, I don't know what this day holds, but I know that you, God, you're holding me. So, uh, you know, show me, teach me, reveal to me what you want out of me for this day and how I advance your kingdom and make you known during this time. So how do you establish that rhythm? Well, have that personal relationship with Jesus, uh, learn from him and figure out how you apply it to your own life. But yeah, that's, that's my two cents. You got anything else? Yeah, I would say that I'm definitely guilty of grabbing my phone and getting on social media in the morning before I do anything in the morning, which is bad. And again, I'm not perfect, and it, but what you just said is something that I should probably start doing is instead of grabbing for my phone and getting on social media in the morning, I should just lay there and just pray to God. God gave me the patience that I need for this day, um, you know, especially while I'm working full time, being a mom at home. Um, just give me the patience I need and help me give, give me the strength to get me through the day. So I really love that. You know, you just gave me a little piece of encouragement during this. So yeah, um, that's pretty much all that we have for you guys today. We really hope that you enjoyed this um, episode on prayer. And as always, we want to pray for you guys as we close this out. So if you don't mind, I would love to pray for you all. So here we go. Well, dear Heavenly Father, uh, God, we just thank you so much that you are a God who is attentive to our prayers. God, you want to have a personal relationship with er with each and every single one of us. God, you are the God who, when you spoke, uh, all of creation was formed. Uh, God, you hold the galaxy, you hold the universe in the palm of your hand, but yet, God, you are such uh, an intimate God that you do. You want to have that personal relationship with every single one of us. And God, I thank you so much for that. Uh, God, I pray that um, as people uh, who are listening to this finish up listening, whether they were listening while they were working out or driving or uh, maybe it was background noise while they're cooking breakfast in the morning, the same way that I listen to some of my podcasts. God, I pray that this uh, would be encouraging and just give them the uh, motivation that they need just to uh, establish that that rhythm in their own life of just having uh, some quiet time with you, spending time with you, and conversing with you, bringing their joys, their struggles, their triumphs, their their downsides, God, to you, uh, knowing that you do want to have a conversation with them. So, God, I just thank you so much again that you are attentive to our needs. God, I pray that our prayers would never be selfish. God, I pray that we would pray those hairy, audacious prayers. Uh, that way, when you do come through, God, you always come through. <laughs> Your word says that uh, you are for us, not against us. You are a friend that sticks closer than a brother. 
Uh, God, so when you do come through, when we pray those big, hairy, audacious prayers, God, we can just see how mighty you are and how for us you are. So, God, I just pray that this was an encouragement to all. Uh, Father, we just pray that you bless our days, and we lift this up in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Keeping Hope podcast. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you never miss out on any of our weekly episodes. Also, if we have benefited you in any way, be sure to share this with others to help them keep hope.